0: Hey ladies, welcome to the Body Positive Mum podcast episode with me, your host, Adele Johnston, certified nutritionist and online coach. I help busy women look and feel amazing without restriction. If you like listening to the podcast, you can soak up an array of free resource over on my Instagram. Just search my handle, Adele.Johnston, or click into the episode notes where I'll pop a link for you to go straight through. If you're someone who's trying to get started and figure out your nutrition, whether it be for weight loss, for health, for maintenance, or even muscle growth, then my content will definitely for sure help you in that area. So go ahead and click that follow button on Instagram, where you'll get all the information that you need. Plus, you can sign up to my free weekly newsletter, which will land into your mailbox This is no spammy number. This is all about sharing knowledge and helping with core key topics and themes. And if you have a community vibe about you, then why not ask me or pop over to my Facebook group? Free, absolutely. Details for both are inside the episode notes. So without further ado, let's get stuck right into this episode. All right, so jumping straight into this one then why we compare and how that can lead to intense body dissatisfaction. So something that you'll have seen me put out quite a lot across my social media, across my newsletters, my website, different platforms. I'm sure you'll have come across it at some point because I do echo it. It's an echo chamber within Adele Johnston's world is around our body image and how that basically can drive our positivity neutrality and confidence levels with who we are and and how we look so a really really fun thing fun fact I suppose that I came across recently when I was doing a bit of research into this was around how we judge it's this whole judge a book by its cover analogy and we do that with any individual that we meet so we make up our mind within the first few seconds really of looking at somebody, whether we will like them or not like them, based on their appearance. How shallow does that sound? Yet it's something that's massively ingrained within us as human beings, because ultimately what we had to do in our kind of quote-unquote hunter-gatherer years was assess whether something or somebody was perceived as a danger, a threat, or actually no, safe environment, we can go over there and everything's going to be fine. I'm not going to be eaten. I'm not going to be killed. So when we think about the psychology behind how we then analyse and assess with what we see, that person doesn't necessarily need to even be someone that we know or someone that we've even uttered a single word to. And yet our eyes will take in the sight of how they look, what they're wearing, what their body shape is like what colour their hair is. We start to then build this image of, do I like this person or do I not? Could I be friends with this person, i.e. are they similar to me or are they not? And we start to then build up that in our minds. So when we compare with others, we then instantly will start to look at, what do I have that's different to that person? So let's, lo- let's l- look at this and have a think. I want you all to have a think at this moment whilst you're listening to this of any social media accounts that you currently follow where you find yourself whenever that person pops up on your feed. And because this podcast is predominantly females, sorry, men that are listening, but we are going to go down the female rabbit hole with this one. So women, ladies, whenever you are on your Instagram feed, your Facebook feed, your TikTok feed, whatever social media platform you spend the majority of your time in, might even just be when you've watched programs or been looking through magazines and you see these images of this individual influencer model, someone that you see a lot of pop up in your feed. How does that make you feel? And I want you to Obviously, it's going to be very rhetorical question at this point because you can't answer me right now because we're not having this conversation. But I want you to ask yourself the question on, do you then instantly start to judge yourself based on how that female, how that woman looks? Is she thinner than you? Does she have more muscle than you? Is she wearing an item of clothing that you would love to wear, but just know that you would not feel comfortable or confident in? Does she have longer hair than you? Does she have, oh God, I don't know, her lips filled and you think, Christ almighty, I would love to look like that. And you start to then pick and nitpick out the little bits of you that is not her. So my question to you is, Do you find yourself instantly then when you see an image and a lot of these images, you know, tangent at the moment, squirrel moment, a lot of these images that we see at a glance on others' social highlight reels are polished, glossy, media style images that we instantly then look at and compare with ourselves. Have I got glutes like that, a bum like that, legs like that. No. So then we instantly start to judge based on that short time frame of that scroll within the few seconds that you've taken that scroll and that image. But the the long and short of it is, and the sad fact is, that that individual has potentially spent quite a number of minutes to hours setting up that picture, taking different, multiple different photographs of that one look within a certain body angle and then manipulated that image slightly in an app to enhance it before they've uploaded it for your couple of seconds of scrolling and seeing that continuously in your feed. So when we compare ourselves against others in that appearance realm, whether it be weight, whether it be shape, it's actually quite highly linked to and stronger within the world of eating disorders and disordered eating being triggered. It's a risk factor. Basically, when we compare our appearance based on our weight, based on our shape to others out there, it is a risk factor around a stronger relevance to eating disorders slash disordered eating And it's because of its direct cause of body dissatisfaction. And that's something that I did want for this theme and this topic to touch on today. It's something that I work very closely with my ladies, my clients on. And as much as you may stand there thinking in front of the mirror, I'm not happy with this bit. I'm not happy with that bit. If you've watched my recent Instagram TV, I talk a bit about poking, prodding, body language, as well as, so it's that mental language, as well as our physical and verbal language towards ourselves. When we jiggle parts of ourselves or pull on our belly or slap our thighs and instantly say, oh, you know, these are, this is too jiggly or I've got too much of a bit of a belly fat going on here. That is an outline of body dissatisfaction. So what I'm doing a lot at the moment is working with my ladies around how we can increase their body satisfaction. And it doesn't have to be in the world of I love myself and I love every lump, bump, scar, nook, cranny, cellulite. It doesn't have to be as extreme as that. It doesn't have to be I am 100% body positive or I am 100% body confident. We can get to that point where you're comfortable even just saying... I'm body neutral at the moment, neither love nor hate. And that's a very safe place to be when we start to think about tipping over into the dissatisfaction realm. So, trying to minimize your comparisons with others, with other bodies, with other women's bodies, with how they look, how they're perceived. Because again, it's within that one kind of highlight reel that I want to just re-emphasize. It's almost like, I know this is going to sound completely like, oh Adele, you're showing your age now, but it's almost like comparing apples and oranges or apples and pears. It's not like for like. And the reason that I've said, said that sentence and suggested the whole comparison around apples and oranges or apples and pears is because when we compare ourselves to others, we forget that we're wholly unique. There's not another Adele Johnston in this world. I am wholly unique. My DNA is unique. I am a unique human being, such as yourself, your loved ones. Every single one of us human beings on this planet are unique. And that is our bodies as well. Nobody else has Adele Johnston's body. Nobody else has your body. It is unique to you as mine is unique to me. So we tend to then over-scrutinise our unique body against someone else's unique body. And they're different to us. They can't be us and we can't be them. Therefore, why compare? And that's a huge thing. Again, rhetorical question, not expecting you to answer that. But I just want you to really, really deeply think about working towards that body neutrality rather than constantly feeling the pressure that you have to be within the body positive or body confidence world right now because you don't. You are unique, no one is you and no one has your body and you'll have seen me talk about this and touch on it time and time again that we have one life, one lifetime, we don't know how long that'll be for, And within that lifetime, we have one body. You lose a part of that and it's not coming back. You lose elements of it internally. And it's very rare that that will come back. And especially within your mindset and your brain health and your organ health. And we just need to really, you know, without sounding preachy, because we don't do that on here, Is very much around giving you the facts, giving you a platform to take away some really good thought-provoking elements and topics and themes. And with this one being around comparison of bodies leading to body dissatisfaction and, worryingly at times, stronger prevalence to eating disorders, which is worrying, it's almost as if I can't sit there And not tell you about this and not urge you to have a think about it. So instead of comparing ourselves to others and instead of feeling that we have this ultimate desire to be someone else when we can never be that person, like I say, there is only one Adele Johnston in this world and I am unique to myself and my body is unique to me. No one else will ever have what I have. It's mine. It's the same with you. No one else will have what you have. No one else will ever be your body. It is yours. So with that in mind, I wanted to have the next part of this conversation with you around how you can look to ensure that you're leading a healthy and optimally healthy lifestyle. Now, again, we've covered off a lot of this in previous topics, and I've got a lot of content out there at the moment across my Instagram feed. So if you're not already following me on Instagram, please do head over. Super simple to find it. My handle is just at sign, or you can just go straight into the search bar and type in Adele.Johnston. It couldn't be any easier and I will pop up. But that aside, Having a think about this really simple equation may just help you to dull the noise down and find the factual information that will support you with your lifestyle enhancements. So the three core elements that I want you to really consider and really ask yourself around out of 10 with each of them, where would you rate yourself right now? The first one being your nutrition. So where is your nutrition currently on that scale of 1 to 10? 1 being pretty, pretty bad. Pretty not, it's not pretty, it's not good. It doesn't look good at all, I must admit. It's, it's not optimal at all. Um, very rarely eat anything that's remotely the colour of the rainbow or green. Um, not really that good a fan of veggies and fruits. Don't really take in really healthy fats not really into drinking lots of water so yeah it's pretty poor right through to oh my god I'm a 10 out of 10 very good balance and what I don't I'm really really want to stress this a 10 is not someone who leads a certain lifestyle e.g. Dot dot, keto paleo mediterranean vegan whatever it's not a lifestyle. Okay, because everybody would probably judge their lifestyle as a 10 if we were to say you follow a lifestyle and you're a 10 out of 10. This is someone who basically has their ducks in a row, everything together, balanced as hell, but still enjoys chocolate, still enjoys a McDonald's, still enjoys eating out because of flexibility and balance. But actually, you can wholeheartedly say you get enough dietary fiber each day around 30 grams, you get ample vitamin ranges and you supplement with a vitamin D because unless you live in a very, very, very good sunny climate and you're out there most days, nakey nakey pretty much, for a good 10 to 20 minutes in the morning time, you're not going to be getting enough vitamin D. Full stop, exclamation mark, moving on. So from a nutrition point of view, what would you say that you currently are sitting at in terms of your food intake, your hydration, your vitamins, and your balance of foods? The next part in our three stages to this, so the three core pillars, let's call them. Oh, I like that, three core pillars. Okay, so first pillar is nutrition and food. Second pillar is Movement, lifestyle, think of it like that. What is your current movement or lifestyle at this present time? Do you sit around on your bahuki quite a lot of the day? And if you do, do you get ample amounts of step activity in throughout the day? And w- would you know that? Do you measure it? And if you do, great. Are you sitting at 10,000 steps minimum per day? And if you're not and you're sitting at about eight, fine. But if you're any less than eight in a day, then I need to urge you to move more. Movement, movement, movement. Now that might be through going out for a dedicated walk. Or it might just be every 45 minutes you stand. You let the blood circulate around your body. You move from one room to the other if you're working from home right now. It is the 24th of September. So a lot of us are still working at home during the COVID outbreak. If you're not and you commute, do you walk to your place of work? Do you park the car further away so you can increase your movement, your lifestyle? You're enhancing that by moving. Keeping a healthy body is multifaceted. And one element of that is movement and lifestyle. So number two then is movement. Number one was food slash nutrition. Number two is movement slash lifestyle. And number three, very important one again, third core pillar is sleep. So how do you rate your sleep right now? Contrary to belief and a lot of the very famous, well-known entrepreneurs and leaders within this world boast about the fact that they get approximately four to five hours per night sleep and think that it's very clever and very big of them. When in fact, the science and the evidence behind the lack of sleep that they're getting is extremely detrimental to their physical and mental well-being. And another fact that comes from that is that it increases the risk of diseases such as cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's, dementia, type 1 diabetes. So from that point of view, do you think they're very clever that they're actually increasing their risk of those diseases, which will ultimately end their life a lot sooner? There's the black and white behind it. The whole point of the eight-hour sleep cycle So you'll have heard, you know, time and time again, I'm sure that we need to aim for eight hours of sleep. And the shortened version behind all of this, and I have done a sleep cycle podcast. If you flick back, you'll see some of the information. But the whole point of us getting that eight hour sleep opportunity is because ultimately what happens in our brain, we have a buildup of a chemical throughout the day. As soon as we wake, until we go to sleep, called adenosine. And what adenosine will do is it will build up through the moments of movement, through the moments of awakened period, awakened state. The brain is functional. The brain is doing things. It's kicking into action and it's thinking, it's doing, it's making us move. When we then go to sleep, the cleaners come in and they clean out that adenosine buildup within the brain which can take up to about eight hours for that to be done and completed properly. So that when we wake the next day, we wake to, again, a fresh brain cleared out of adenosine, ready to go again. If we don't give our body that ample period of sleep, we're ultimately reducing our ability to heal and repair And we need to be able to do that. Every cell in our body needs to be able to heal and repair as part of that optimal health, which is why sleep is my third core pillar. So, if we were to break that down into three words, it's nutrition, lifestyle, and sleep. Those are the three things that I now want you to question yourself around out of 10, one being not great, 10 being couldn't be better. Where are you with your nutrition? Where are you with your lifestyle? And where are you with your sleep? And if any one of those are below that five, I want you to reach out to me. I have a sleep guide that I've created for my clients. Got elements of it that are so relevant to shift workers who ultimately this whole sleep pattern then flips itself on its head And we have a whole new realm of sleep hygiene practices that need to be put into play. So if you are one of those individuals where any one of those three core pillars are below five, I want you to reach out to me so that I can give you some tips and pointers to information, to guides, to help you to look at how you can improve. And I would love to then follow that up with you at the end and see where you are, even within four to six weeks' time. So please do reach out to me. You can do so by, in the show notes, there's ample ways for you to get in touch with me. Probably the easiest way would be through Instagram, if you're an Instagram user, because I'm active on there all the time. It's my core main platform. But really, in short, we heal when we sleep. We grow as an individual, both mentally and physically, when we're optimally fueled. And keeping our body, the only one that we will ever have in this lifetime, the only body that is unique to us, as healthy as it possibly can be, does not mean that you have to follow a plant-based only diet, a no-meat diet. A diet where you're not able to enjoy tequilas or go out for a steak dinner or have a McDonald's McChicken sandwich made meal with a strawberry milkshake. These are all things that you can do and still lead a very healthy and optimal body and lifestyle but it's about understanding where are you with each of those core three pillars of nutrition lifestyle and sleep right now in your life, truthfully, absolutely truthfully. And can it be better? And that's what I'm going to leave you with now to think about. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it has sparked some thoughts. I hope you've answered the rhetorical questions that I've asked you there. And I hope to hear from you if you have found this beneficial. I'm here to help It's my passion. It's what I do. So please reach out if there's anything at all that you've got questions on, or you maybe just want a little bit of guidance on. Don't sit quiet. It's one life and one body. Don't ride the years thinking it'll get better without anything changing. Thank you for listening. And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy and stay happy. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you've got questions, you can absolutely head over to my free Facebook group or my Instagram and ask away. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast for all future episodes so you can be one of the first to be notified and listen in. And if you have really enjoyed this episode or any previous episodes, I would absolutely love it if you could go ahead, subscribe and add a five-star review, obviously. That would be awesome. But for now, I'm going to leave you with healthy vibes until our next episode.